and welcome to another edition of the Dr. Jazz Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Holloway, your doctor for jazz. And it's our mission here at the Dr. Jazz Podcast to cure whatever it is that ails you through the power and the majesty of jazz music. This episode, due to popular, popular demand, we are bringing back part two, music of the 1970s. That's right, this is the decade in which everybody thought jazz had rolled over and kicked the bucket. Jazz was dead. And it smelled funny, to quote Frank Zappa. But it wasn't. There was a lot of really hip shit out there. And a whole lot of groove to go around. So, that's what our mission is today. We're going to... Um, Bring some 70s funk to you, some 70s groove, some 70s soul, some 70s jazz. All these things within the jazz idiom. And specifically to Brian P., thank you for your message. Uh, it is heard, and here we go. I mean, how could I not want to respond to my listeners? So, thank you. I'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to write me a note, please email me at the website. That's Dr. Jazz Podcast. D-R-J-A-Z-Z Podcast.wordpress.com So, due to popular demand, here is music from the 1970s. Who loves your baby? I do.
Whoa, yes, right. That was Archie Shep with Attica Blues from his album Attica Blues. Before that, we started off the set with Al Jarreau and Roof Garden. Now, that is the one slight exception. I read somewhere that even though that became a hit in 1981 for Al Jarreau, that it was actually pinned in like 1979 and started being performed live around 1979. So uh, that's kind of the exception. I mean, who doesn't love Al Jarreau? So that's the one exception to this podcast. So it's kind of on the line, if you will. Anyway, got some more great music coming up. I'm not going to do a lot of talking. I'm going to let the music talk for itself, but... Please visit the website. Love to hear from you. If you dig what I'm playing, I need to hear that. If you hate what I'm playing, I need to hear that too. If you got suggestions for new shows, I'd love to hear those as well. You're tuned into the Dr. Jazz Podcast. Let's get to some more music. Thank you. 
Weather Report with Boogie Woogie Waltz from their album Sweet Nighter. Killer groove track. You know, everybody knows Birdland and everybody knows Teen Town and Black Market and all that stuff, but not a lot of people know some of the more obscure but heavy groove tunes, you know? Uh, and that is definitely one of them. Yeah, it's a little bit lengthy, but my God, the groove on that thing is just, you can feel it in your chest, you know? Super groovy. All right, before that, we heard Bob James with his infamous song, Angela, which became the theme from, does anybody know it? You guessed it, Taxi. Thank you very much. That's right. Taxi. The one with Andy Kaufman as Laka and Vic Ferrari, Tony Danza, Danny DeVito, Judd Hirsch, the whole nine yards. Just a fantastic show. That was a staple in the 1970s, you know? So, and the theme for that TV show was written by none other than a jazz dude. So, yeah, take that. Those who you thought jazz is dead. It was on your TVs every night or every week. All right, so we got some more great music coming up for you. Stay tuned.
classic jazz track of the 1970s Herbie Hancock Paul Jackson Bill Summers Mike Clark Benny Maupin just some killer funky funky dudes <sighs> love that track and that bass line man it's just it's classic it will never ever ever get old before that, we heard from the guitarist extraordinaire, George Benson, with one of his biggest hits from the 70s, Breezin. Alright, got some more music coming for you. I'm not going to do a lot of talking. we got lots more coming at you. This is music from the 1970s, part two, on the Dr. Jazz Podcast. Thank you. 
Yes, one of the kings of funk in the 70s. Talking about Mr. Roy Ayers. And that was Show Us a Feeling. One of my absolute favorite tracks from his album, A Tear to a Smile. That is one of my absolute favorite albums. And that's one of my favorite tracks from that album. It's just, that album is just, I mean, Roy Ayers has a bunch of funky albums. But that's one of my favorites. And before that, we had none other than Mr. Bill Evans with Soiree from his album From Left to Right, in which he plays piano and Fender Rhodes, a rarity for y'all. And he helped us kind of mellow things out after uh, Herbie Head Hancock and the Headhunters put some chameleon funk on us. Nothing like to mellow out just a little bit after that. And then Roy Ayers gets us revved back up. So, all right, got some more music. Stay tuned. Mm-hmm. 
Ride. We started out that set with the one and only Return to Forever. And we heard the track The Magician from their album Romantic Warrior on Columbia Records. This was the classic Return to Forever setup. Chikoria on the keyboards and synthesizers. Al DiMiola on the guitar. Stanley Clark on the bass. Lenny White on the drums. I was lucky enough to see this exact foursome when they reunited for a brief tour before Chicken and Al kind of went their separate ways again. And it was mind-bending. Return to Forever is one of those classic fusion groups. And the fact that the four of them actually got together again, I just feel blessed. Because I heard that and many other tunes, and it was just amazing. And the thing that I like the most about The Magician, that track, is the part where the drums just come in, Lenny's just sitting there, doo doo and then Al Demiola just starts shredding the shit out of that line. It's like almost heavy metal Randy Rhodes, pre-Randy Rhodes kind of sound. <sighs> Magical. And then we mellowed things out a bit with Miss Alice Coltrane. With Turaya and Ramakrishna. From her album Ta the El Daoud which is a fantastic album. Charlie Hayden's on that album. And if you know anything about jazz bass, Charlie Hayden is one of the earthiest sounding bass players there are. And him and Alice had a very special bond and relationship that was like they could almost finish each other's thoughts. I mean, Charlie already had that with Ornette, but it was a, it was a different kind of thing with Alice. You know, so yeah, so just some special music right there, back to back to back. All right, gonna quit talking, gonna play some more tunes for you. You're tuned into the Dr. Jazz Podcast.
Brother Jack McDuff from his Blue Note release, the early 70s. That was Moon Rappin'. And such a funky-ass track at that. And before that, we heard a George Duke classic. Moving on from his album Don't Let Go. You can't miss it. He's like in a in a kimono with his arms spread out giving peace signs, you know. Red cover. By the way, instead of me describing these, why don't you check out the website, Dr. Jazz Podcast. That's D-R-J-A-Z-Z Podcast dot WordPress dot com. And that way you can make sure you check out all these albums. So if you want to order these off of Amazon or go to your local record store and pick some up, that would be a fantastic idea. Some of these artists are still, you know, alive and many of these artists' families, you know, in the States depend on your patronage. So please go out and support these artists and their music. Alright, up next we have another goodie for you. It's the Keith Jarrett Quartet. And... It's from their album. It's the Keith Jarrett, I should specify. It's the Keith Jarrett European Quartet. At this point in time, the 1970s, Keith Jarrett was basically like a rock star in the jazz world. And he had two quartets. He had an American quartet with Dewey Redman and Charlie Hayden and Paul Motion. But then he had a European quartet with John Christensen on drums Pale Danielson on the bass and Jan Garbarek on the saxophone. And this comes from their album Belonging on ECM. And this track is Long As You Know You're Living Yours.
Gatto, Barbieri, master of the tennis saxophone, with Europa, made famous by Carlos Santana. And you can find Gatto's version of Europa from his album Caliente. Before that, we heard from the master bassist himself, Mr. Stanley Clark. And that was School Days from his album, School Days, and became a staple hit of jazz fusion in the 1970s. Furthermore, I love the synthesizer in in School Days. It makes me think of Prince, and I know that's in the future, but I think Prince had to have been digging on some Stanley Clark. He just had to have been digging on Stanley Clark to get some of those same synthesizer sounds that Stanley was already coming up with for albums like School Days. I mean, you could definitely, you could piece together Stanley Clark and that synthesizer sound and that funk, and you can mix in Parliament Funkadelic and a little bit of James Brown, and I think that's the rue, the base of the uh, the concoction that was the Prince funk machine to come, you know. So, but regardless, just a funky ass track, school days. And before that, we heard from the Keith Jarrett European Quartet from their album Belonging. We heard the track "Long as You Know You're Living Yours," which has a funny story to it, by the way. Keith Jarrett wrote that tune, and down the line, uh, a rock band recorded a track called Gaucho, and that band was Steely Dan, and they did it as a tongue-in-cheek homage to Keith Jarrett, um, because, you know, Steely Dan's a bunch of jazz heads, you know, Walter Becker and Donald Fagan, uh, they love jazz. There's no denying that. They've came out and said that. But they didn't get Keith's permission. And Keith is one of those... He can be very ornery if you don't go through the right channels with him. So he wound up suing and winning the lawsuit versus Steely Dan. So there you go. There's the ugly side to the music industry. Anyway, we've got some great... Uh, music coming at you. We've got one, two, three, four. We got five more for you. Up next, the one, the only Chuck Mangione and the children of Sanchez.
Awesome Slim from the poet himself, Gil Scott Heron from him and Brian Jackson's album, It's Your World. Before that, we heard from the Bill Evans trio, We Will Meet Again for Harry. And that track is a very poignant track. It's a hauntingly beautiful track. But that track is written for Bill Evans's older brother, Harry Evans, who is a fellow musician as well and a music educator down in, I believe, southeastern Louisiana state um, college. If you've ever seen the, the, the movie or the, you know, whatever you want to call it, the info movie, uh, the creative, uh, inside the, the universal mind of Bill Evans, inside the creative process, then you see Bill Evans like sitting in like this little area, like it almost looks like a living room. Uh, and he's talking with this older gentleman. Well, that older gentleman is his older brother, Harry Evans. And sadly, something must have went very, very wrong um, in Harry's life because Harry wound up committing suicide. He he shot himself with a shotgun. And this really tore Bill Evans apart. you know. And at the same time, him and his wife weren't able to have kids. And so that marriage was failing. And she eventually, I think, like less than a year later... I think about a month later, right after Harry killed himself, she jumped in front of a train. You know, she pulled an Anna Karina. Um, so these are the things, sadly enough, that um, made Bill turn back to drugs, which eventually took him in 1980. So this is the first of those dominoes, and Bill, bless his heart, tried to put it through music and... Did he ever, because that's one of my all-time favorite haunting melodies in jazz. We will meet again, and it's from the album You Must Believe in Spring. And then before that, we heard Chuck Mangione with the theme from The Children of Sanchez. Quick story about this, too. So The Children of Sanchez was supposed to be this blockbuster movie. And it was supposed to have, you know, this this killer soundtrack and this all this, you know, this budget for this movie and everything like that. Well, here's the problem. Back in the 70s, you submitted the music to the the record companies and things like that before the movie actually came out so that it could kind of generate some some mojo, you know, some some attention and um, some advertisement. Well, Chuck Mangione did his part. He wrote the entire score. It's a beautiful score, by the way. And he wrote this killer theme for this movie, The Children of Sanchez. And the records came out, and everybody loved the record. But the movie was canned. The movie production company scrapped it. They just completely just said, no, this is not happening. We're not doing this. But the music was so awesome that Chuck actually won a Grammy for a for the music for a movie that never ever happened that's got to be like the only time in history that this happened right so regardless what are we left with an awesome as hell soundtrack to a movie that never happened so thank you chuck
Um, okay, so we've got two more for you. Up next, the Crusaders. Talking about Joe Sample. That's right. And Randy Crawford. When I say that, you should know what it is. This is Street Life. Play the street light 
All right, that was Tower of Power with What Is Hip? That's a great way to end the set. Before that, of course, the Crusaders and Randy Crawford, Joe Sample with Street Life from their album Street Life, which was an absolute staple of jazz in the 1970s. All right, so that concludes another episode of the Dr. Jazz Podcast to all of the 70s Funketeers. I hope you enjoyed it. As I promised, you know what I mean? I will respond and I will listen if you shout out. So, if you like what you hear, if you want to hear more of it, if you're tired of it, if you've got an idea for a show, please drop me a line. Go to the website, the Dr. Jazz Podcast. That's D-R-J-A-Z-Z Podcast dot wordpress dot com alright until next time ashes to ashes dust to dust y'all be good now cause in jazz we trust who loves you baby I do I do